shape our lives. Revelation shapes our life, without a doubt. Like I say, we can, we can know about God, but there's nothing like a revelation of knowing the person. You know, in our authentic sonship groups, some of you now are getting a revelation of other people in your group. You're beginning to get an insight into other people's worlds. I didn't know they were like that. I didn't know she was like that. I didn't know it was like that. We don't say that from a judgment point of view, but from a, an insightful point of view, that as you begin to open up and share in your groups, you're beginning to let the light shine. And it's good that transparency comes out in these groups. It really is good. I encourage you, if you've not been to the groups, please get here. But here's the issue. When you don't go to the groups and you just drop in, you don't realize because you've not been for three and four weeks, people close, close down because you're the new face in the group. It's important that we keep together in this authentic sonship. Be there at every opportunity you can be. Every opportunity. Because it's so important. Now, when we, I digress before I get into my message. Because I want you to realize that when you're given those sheets, if you use this word soap, scripture, every sheet is full of scripture. You work that through, not in your group, on your own. Then you talk about it in your group, but you work it through on your own. Amen? And you, that's why you say, well, I don't understand it. That's the whole idea. Is that you're supposed, to, you're supposed to press in and seek God for understanding and revelation. If you, don't, if you understood it, it was no problem. You wouldn't need a revelation. That's, this is called working out your salvation. And then, oh, is observe what is being written. Observe what the Spirit is saying through the scripture you're reading. And then, oh, hey, apply. Apply it. Do something with it. P, pray about it. Now, if every time you read that, that sheet and you receive that sheet and you put that word soap on the top of your sheet, you're reading it, you're observing it, you're applying it, you're praying about it, that no one can ask you anymore. That is being... Prove that should say that's proving yourself authentic. Lord, I really want to work this thing through. I know that if we can push through these next couple of months in the church, I tell you, church, we'll look glorious on the other side. Because God is trying to put a revelation in our hearts that is going to shape our lives. We don't want to keep hearing about God. We want to hear about him so we know him. Amen. So in, in our say in our previous uh, conversation. I call it conversation, but in our message, going for, you know, talking about clean from pure, we began to look at our, a revelation, a pure revelation, how when it's received, it begins to shift and shape your life. It takes you from one dimension to another. That's why we're going from glory to glory. You can't go from glory to glory without revelation. Revelation lifts us. It shapes us. It shifts us. When you've heard people say, oh, we had a shift. When we had a shift, it means I once thought like this. Once I was blind, but now I can see. Yes? It's amazing grace, as we've just been singing about. So we need those revelations. It's not information. It's revelation about knowledge. What you read, that's called knowledge. But without a revelation, it's just knowledge. So we need a revelation of the knowledge so we can get understanding. And then it takes wisdom to apply it. So many people know a lot of things, but don't know how to apply any of it. That's wisdom. Lord, give me 
a wisdom of how to, know, to speak this revelation that I'm receiving now. I'm praying for you that the Lord will give you a revelation, not only as I speak it and as you hear it, but then you'll know how to apply it. Because if you can't apply what's being spoken, it's pointless. It's pointless. And you see, so many people come to church, hear messages, but never get transformed. So many people hear words, sermons, messages. How many of you know sermons, messages, and words are a dime a dozen? A dime a dozen. You don't have to go on the internet. You can get anything you want. Anything you want, on any subject you want, someone will be speaking about it. But do they carry revelation? How much of preaching is informing people about Christ? And how much revelation is actually being given to the people? It's, 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 a, it's a true statement, but it's a very important statement that in the church today we need revelation. Because revelation is what builds and sets Christ in our midst. We can't keep, you know, if you don't know Jesus and for the first time you hear someone speak to you about John 3.16, that's the first revelation that God loves you. That God is, is not going to judge you if you give your life to him. That's a revelation. But how many of you know you need more revelation than that? That gets you in, but that doesn't get you on. So people say, well, you know, Pastor, you don't need to be a Christian to go to church. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But to grow as one, you do. You can get saved anywhere. But you grow. You don't just grow anywhere. You grow somewhere. Amen? You can know anywhere, but you can grow somewhere. So, let me give you a slide. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Who's the revelation of? It's not about Jesus Christ. It's of Jesus Christ. It's very key that we write that down. It's not of, it's not about him, it's of him. His life, who he is, so that we may know him. Which God gave to him to show his servants, who's the servants? We are. Of what must soon take place. There are things about to take place on the earth that God wants you to know about. Now when you know about what's going on, that's co- that makes you prophetic. Hello? When you know what's, what's about to happen and what's going to happen, that's called a prophetic people. Now that takes a revelation to understand what God is doing. Very often we're so wrapped up with what God's doing in our own life that we don't see beyond our life. We can't understand God just by how you dialogue with him. You cannot understand God just by how you personally speak to him. Because what happens if you're limited and what happens if you're wrong? What happens if you're inaccurate the way you connect with him? So many people pray, but they don't even pray God's word. So many people pray and expect and try to put God's arm up his back. So many people pray and manipulate God. Well, God, if you do this, I'll do that. And God says, look, stop. Me, God, you not. First revelation you need. Second revelation is you needed. God good, devil bad. Easy revelation. Third revelation you need is, me God, I can only do what I've already re- said. I can't do or go beyond, no matter how sincere you may be, you are still sincerely wrong. I cannot be bending the rules for you, but if you love me, 
you would do that. No, it's because I love you and it's because I, I owe it to you to be consistent. Whoa. I owe it to you to be consistent. If I keep changing, then I'm not the true God that I say I am. I am the one that I am the same today, yesterday and forevermore. If I change because you want me to, then I lie to you. I am not that God. Revelation. We can only, we can only, God should say, God can only answer what he prays, what he speaks. That way he says in Matthew, pray. This is then how you should pray. Our father. Yeah. Then he gives us a kingdom prayer of how to pray. So this is a revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what soon must take place. He made it known by sending his angel to the servant, John, who testifies to everything he saw. John testified that this is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And then he says, blessed is the one who reads these words, the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take it to heart. Revelation. He didn't say take it to the head. Take it to the heart. That's where revelation is stored. That's where it's captured. Amen. What is written in it? Because the time is near. The first thing we need to see when we're captured in Revelation is it's the testimony of the word of God. The revelation that we need is the word of God. The word of God will then reveal the testimony of Jesus Christ. Because where the spirit of prophecy is, there's Christ. So we need a revelation of the word of God. So when you read in this Bible and it's just words... It's always words until you get an insight, until you get a revelation. Now, have you noticed when you first became a Christian and you, you started reading the Bible, it was just heavy. You started in the book of Job. <laughs> you started in the book of, you know, in, in the book of Genesis or the book of Revelation. You're not the easiest of books, are they? You know, 30 odd years later, I'm still struggling in those books. You know, you need a revelation about the book of Revelation. True. You do need a revelation of the book of Revelation. Because if you don't get a revelation, you'll just try and understand it naturally. These are deep things. These are profound things. God just doesn't give these things to any Tom, Dick and Harry. He gives it to those who hunger and thirst for it. Those who seek him. Amen. So we need to see the revelation is about the word of God. And that word will then reveal the testimony of Jesus Christ. So important. We've got to remember that when John and the other disciples were on the earth, they didn't have Bibles. They had the Old Testament law. The Torah. And, but you know the interesting thing is that even though they didn't have the New Testament, they carried revelation. They had the revelation that the Old Testament didn't have. Because they wrote about the church. Did they not? So Paul carried revelation that was locked in the Old Testament. He makes it now known to us, the mystery revealed. And, and Peter said, that which we have seen, which we've touched, we know our, own, our own eyes and hands have, have laid hold of this fellow. We now want to make him known to you. Now this revelation is transferable. Now, interesting that this revelation that they carried was, listen to this, it was not only of Jesus Christ, it wasn't just only of Jesus Christ, but it was of Jesus Christ, the Father, and the coming kingdom. 
This was the revelation that was coming. It was of Christ, his father, and his coming kingdom. What did we read last week in Ephesians chapter 1? I prayed for the, you know, for the revelation of the Jesus Christ and his glorious father. Come on, church, you ready? See it? Can you see the, the connection there? Christ, his father. All the time Jesus spoke about his father, he got him in trouble. Every time he spoke about his father. Why? Because they could not handle him paralleling and equaling himself with his father. How dare you blaspheme? You say that you are the son. You say that you come from God. Now you're calling yourself God. And when he says, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, whoa, he just freaks them out. Now you're equaling yourself with God. And now you're saying we've got to eat you and drink you. It's like, you need a revelation on this. You need a revelation. You're flipping right, I need a revelation. I think I would have needed a revelation on that. You need a revelation to understand that John was a type of Elijah. And they didn't understand that. Neither did I. If the Bible wouldn't have told me, I wouldn't have seen John as a parallel with Elijah. And even though it says it. So we need revelation all the time, ongoing, all the time. Now in Galatians chapter 1, verse in Revelation chapter 1, verse 12, he said, Speaking about Paul, he said, For I neither received it from a man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through, the revela- through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, let's go back to New Testament. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes all had the law. And not one of them could see what Paul was seeing. Not one of them could see what Jesus was saying. Not one of them could handle the revelation that the disciples were carrying. Because this revelation, listen, it challenges. It stirs up a hornet's nest. How do I know that? When I, goes to preach in, when I go to preach in certain circles, that which I carry will get me in trouble. Now for you, you think, what? what? We're just all Christians. You can go anywhere and speak. Come to where I go. You cannot speak, well, you can, but it gets you in trouble. People don't want revelation. They do not want it. They want to stay the same. They want to hear nice things. They don't want to hear. With Jesus Christ, what Buddhist church, most of us would leave, would be insulted. Mm. Why? Because we've got this perception of what we think Jesus is like. We've got this perception that he has, to, he has to act the way we want him to. But if he came in here, guys, some of us would be offended. We wouldn't like what he had to say to us. He would speak to us personally. He would even rebuke some of us because of our attitudes. Well, it can't, he can't be Christ. He doesn't love me. That's what they say about pastors. Well, if he loved us, he wouldn't talk like that. No, it's because I do love you. I do talk like this. Just because like I just said a couple of minutes ago, I owe it to you to be consistent. I owe it to myself. Why? Because it's to, to thy own self be true. I have to have my integrity in my heart. The moment I shut down and stop talking what God wants me to say, I'm finished. 
I'd rather offend you than offend God, and I don't want to offend you. I don't want to offend you. But I know that the word you carry at times is not easy. This is why it takes grace. Anyone can talk about information. But when you have revelation, and you want to sow revelation, you want to see lives changed and shaped, you feel... The only way I can describe it, and I've never done it, ladies, so it's the best parallel I could, I could think of. It's like carrying a child, kicking inside of you. Like I say, I've never been there. I've just seen Carol when she was pregnant. I saw it. So I can't identi- fully identify it, but I can, I can see it from a distance. Okay? So you let me use that in illustration. Tough if you don't, but I'm using it. But there you go. It kicks inside. And it says, let me out. I'm coming out. I want to come out. I need to come out. But then the wisdom and grace has to be measured. You have to speak revelation in love. Speak it in truth. Don't kill the people with it. Minister it to the people. The issue is not just speaking it. The issue is how you speak it. True? That's why we need wisdom. So pure revelation must come. It must come to us. It must come to us. Pure revelation that must come to us must reveal to us the Christ and his now kingdom. For it's only this pure revelation that will begin to shape our lives. It's kingdom revelation that shapes us. Are we on that one? Yeah. So when you look at the word revelation, let me me just describe quickly what it means. When we say revelation, we can interpret this word. This word is often interchangeable in scripture. Whenever you see vision sometimes, you see the word revelation. And whenever you see the word revelation, it can be vision. The two words are used separately, but sometimes they're interchangeable. Okay? So when you read scripture, it says, where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. Where other translations say, where there is no revelation. Either way, people get brassed off. What kind of people? Because it sounds like I've just contradicted myself. People don't want revelation. Those who want it and can't get it, Cast off restraint. Some people are willing to sit in a church forever and ever and ever. Reform, duty, religion and tradition. They're not bothered. It makes them feel good that they walked into the building. But others, how many times you say, I need to leave because I'm not being fed. I need to grow. I genuinely want to grow. Now, when most people say that, it means they're brassed off. They just want to leave. So they'll get spiritual for two seconds. But God knows those who really want to grow. Those who really want to grow, God will give them a place to to, to flourish. But most people who say, we want to grow, two months later, they're in another church. Then Then they're in another church. And then another church. And guess what? There's no desire to grow. Some people have a desire to know. Others have a desire to grow. And in the church, these two kind of people live side by side. Those who want to know and those who want to grow with what they know. Yeah? So when we say revelation, we can interpret the word as being prophetic, new light. So for you this morning, if you came in here this morning and you, you were down and you felt like that volcano was inside and you heard that scripture that I read from Isaiah 46, that could be a revelation that it will sustain you, it will carry you, it will guard you. That is a revelation for you. It's new light. I didn't know there was a God out there who wanted to carry me, who sustained me. I didn't know there was a God out there who conceived me. I just thought it was my mother. No. The God who knew you saw you before you were formed. 
Your mother was the vehicle that brought you forth. But God saw you before you ever came to be. The Bible says, all the days ordained for me, before they ever came to be, they were written in your book. So God knew. But you get a revelation of that, whoa, it shifts you. You All of a sudden now, if you're an orphan, you realize that you're not on your own. Think about that. If you're an orphan and you get a revelation that God created you, knew you in the mother womb, mother's womb, that all the days ordained for you are written in his book and, and he wants you to know what's in his heart. It stops you. It turns you from being a victim into a victor. And how many orphans are around the world? And life could tell them that they're useless. They're unloved, but they're not. The vehicle that brought them into the world, absolutely, it's damaged. But God, there's still life after that. This God still loves them. And now we need to go and show them. Not just tell them, but show them. So that's why orphanages, that's why when we we sponsor some of these young people in Africa to change the environment, go look at the notice board, see where your money's going. Why? Because we believe, we want to tell these kids that, hey, you are not a worthless generation. You are a worthy generation. Someone has to tell them, if they get that revelation, bam, it can change them. So, it's a prophetic new light breaking over us. It can be a vision, something that is illuminating, insightful, a mystery revealed. It can be prophetic foresight with clear understanding. In other words, you begin to sense the future. You begin to sense your own future. I've had that many, many times where I begin to sense that I've got a future. I can see how God wants to use me. And now I can begin to embrace that future because he lets me see a little bit. That's his word. That's a lamp unto my feet. He lets me take a few steps and he, he lets me just see enough so I keep close to him. Yeah? Because if I saw the whole lot, I'd run. So he just shows me enough. Can you handle that? I can handle that. Stay there. Just keep walking. I need a word word to my feet and I need a word from my path. Two revelations. You don't walk like that, do you? Your mother say, lift up your head. See where you're going. You're going to bang your head into a lamppost. Lift up. Look where you're going. You're clumsy. Da-da-da. Lift up your head. How many times does the Bible say lift up? Lift up. A revelation can either be an instant download or it can be a progressive download. It can either be an instant or progressive. Now, if I'm being honest, we should be having the two. The two should be running side by side. I should be daily receiving Christ. Through my prayer, through my reading, through my my interactions with Christ, I should be receiving some new truth every day. That's what keeps my relationship fresh with him. Amen? His mercies are new every day. His word is new every day to us. Amen? So we can read a passage of scripture that we've read many, many times, but each day something new can come from it. Amen? But how does it come? Through capacity. You must have capacity to receive fresh revelation. Most Christians are not set up to learn something new. They're not set up at all. So, what determines a download very often is the speed and the capacity. 
Very often, it makes me laugh when I look at Jacob and Sam on a Sunday, if they go next door and they're using their iPads, because there's a lot of interference next door, they can't get the signal to play the games. So they come near to the front door here and they sit on the step because they can get the Wi-Fi signal. So they get the signal and then they run back inside and start playing with it and they lose it again and then they're back to the front door again and they're playing. These kids have desire. These kids have desire. They would rather play games and talk to you lot. They would rather play games than eat the dinner. True? They've got no desire to eat, no desire to drink. They want to play games. And you can see them smacking the iPads. Boom, 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 boom. So there's intensity there. There's desire there. There's capacity. You leave those kids on those machines all day and they will stay there. And they will absorb everything that's going in. True? So they have capacity. They have desire. They have... We need a continual education... We need a continual education. Every time I read the scripture, I read for a revelation. I also read for knowledge. Amen. I want to know about him, but I also want to know him. And if my reading about him gets me, helps me to know him, wonderful. And if connecting with him and knowing him helps me know about him, wonderful. Don't be so dogmatic that you can only go one way. No. Some things are taught, other things are caught. And when you catch things in the spirit, you learn. True? But very often what we learn, we never catch. It doesn't catch, it doesn't grab us in our spirit. It just stays in the head. And you know, by the time you put your head on the pillow and wake up, it's gone. True? So what determines the download and the download speed is the believer's internal capacity, desire and demand. Do you have a demand, Dream Center, to be upgraded? Do you have a demand? Do you have desire? Do you have capacity to receive more? Well, I'm getting old now. And, 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 and. So you're getting old. I've just read to the great heirs. Sorry, did you not read that? To the great, wow, 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 doesn't matter how old you are, you can still receive, you may not understand, you may not receive what, what is a younger guy's receiving, but you can have your portion, whatever your portion is, receive it, your spirit is nothing to do with your brain, your spirit has more capacity, your brain has a limited amount, teacher told you that, you never use it, right? Or I didn't anyway. The teacher says, well, you only use a small amount of your brain anyway. I said, well, I don't even use a small amount. But your spirit has unlimited capacity. It can store everything. Amen? It can. So very often we want to, we, we want to lose. Very often we lose and want and desire to keep learning and upgrading. We don't keep upgrading. We don't keep learning. We lose this desire to keep upgrading. You know, very often when we leave school or we leave university, we think all our learning's over. And then we go for a job and then we realize that our job puts demands on us that we now have to learn and study for our job. True? So we work like Billio to study. We don't want to study, but we work because it's our job. True? 
But once we've learned enough for our job, we do just enough to keep in our job. Oh, you're all different then, are you? But then most people do not have a plan for continual learning. They don't have a plan. You ask how many people read a book. Not many. Not many. Now, more people read a newspaper than ever read a book. Now, the newspaper is only today's news. That's not learning. That's just being informed. True? It's just being informed. So, we, we operate on a law called just enough. That's not good enough in the kingdom. It's just not good enough in the kingdom. So, revelation must come to us. We must have desire. We must have, a des- we must have continual education. God must upgrade us. God must upgrade us. It cannot all be inspiration. Revelation and knowledge and understanding. Read your Bible. Revelation. Oh, she said wisdom is wisdom, knowledge, understanding. It is. Read your Bible. So God wants us. God does not want us to be ignorant of this gospel that we are receiving. God does not want us to be ignorant of this gospel that we are receiving rather than the gospel we've received. We are receiving a gospel. We haven't received it. Now there's a revelation right there. We are receiving it. Why? God gave us an initial, watch this. God gave us an initial download. When we got saved and we first became born again, God gave us an initial download. All the software was there. All the software was given. For accessing heaven. Right? But revelation of how to use what's been given. We need to continually receive upgrades. Now who's got windows? Any proper PC user. Rather than these Mac boys. But even Mac. Even Mac upgrades. Even Mac has to upgrade. Not for the same reason that Windows does. But... Because Windows is full of viruses. And it's a pain in the backside. It's slow. Ralph has to come and keep putting some software on mine to keep it running fast, lean. I have a demand on my machine. But it doesn't like when you go and download on certain sites, sometimes your internet struggles. Yeah? Now, here's the issue. When we get saved, God gives us everything for life and godliness. But we need continual updates So we can keep understanding and God can upgrade our hearts. True? God's upgrading me every day. Holy Ghost, set your truth inside of me. Speak your word. That word that he speaks, he now has to set inside my heart. That gives me a revelation. When I get a revelation, I'm upgraded. So I can run latest 2014 heavenly software. Right? So I need to keep upgrading. Why? Because I carry viruses. Do you carry virus? It's called attitudes. It's called sin. It's called wrong behavior. But every day I plug myself into the internet, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost reveals to me the viruses. He shows me the viruses. He scans my heart and he says, you have so many viruses on your hard drive. 
Okay? So he said, do you want me to quarantine them? No, Lord, I would like you to remove them. Some people say, oh, no, leave them there, Lord, because I might want to use them later. No, 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 no. Purify my heart, oh, God. So clean all the viruses out. But I need a revelation that every day I can upgrade. God can scan my heart, clear my hard drive of all unwanted viruses. True? So I need that revelation that Father God will do that if I fellowship with him. If I remain in the vine, as he's in the vine, God will do that. No tree can bear fruit by itself. You can't get on the internet unless you have the software. True? So, we are receiving a kingdom. We have received our deposit. I am saved. I am being saved. How am I being saved? Every day, revelation. Every day, purification. Every day, sanctification. Thank you. Every day, all these things, the Holy Ghost is working inside me. So I am saved. He's forgiven me past. But now every day, I must walk in righteousness. So I am being saved. If I run my race, I will be saved. Okay? So you can't just be saved and just expect that's it. I need to receive this kingdom. I need to keep receiving this gospel. I need to keep receiving this revelation. So scripture says this in Hebrews 12, 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. And then Romans eleven twenty five. I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers, so that you may not be conceited. Listen. Israel is a type right now. It's a type, a symbol. Israel has experienced a hardening of heart. Until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. So this is what happened. God says, you guys refuse to be upgraded. You are stubborn. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, you had the truth. But you would not open. I tried to upgrade you, but you would not listen. So you persecuted the, revel- the, the revelators. John the revelator. Paul the revelator. Christ the revelator. It can be you. The Pharisees are out there. So God says, I can see that you have no internal desire, no internal capacity to be upgraded with this revelation. So I will harden your heart. So I'm going to go to the Gentiles who have capacity, desire. Now, what he was saying to Israel is, you as a nation will not yet embrace me as a, as a faith. You have the patriarchs as a religion, but you've not yet got me as a faith. Right? Abraham, your father, had faith in me. But you lot don't have it. You have more belief in Moses than faith that Abraham had. Difference. If your belief does not create faith, you're in trouble. Okay? So, he says, some of you will come through because I'm merciful to you as a people, because I do love you. Some of you will get saved. We call them Messianic Jews. But the nation is hard. Are you getting this? 
Now, God has told us that there'll be a remnant of Israelites who will come through at the end. So God has hardened their hearts. My friends, let me suggest this to you. If you have a hard heart, you will never get revelation. People around you will get revelation. God may give you a little, I say this, God may give you a little bit every now and then. But the fullness of the revelation, he's going to give to those who desire it, who've got capacity for it. Who generally seek him for it, he'll give them. But to you lot, you've got a hard heart, you'll never upgrade. Wow. We are receiving a kingdom, we have not received it in its fullness. We have, the down, we have a download, everything's there given for life and God. But I do not know how to use everything on my computer, do you? I use it for email. I use it for playing music. I use it for PowerPoints. I use it for creating notes. That's nothing. The machine was created for far more than that. True? So I use it for four operations. And when it breaks, I haven't got a clue how to fix it. So the first thing I do is I I Philippedia it. Philippedia, that means him. I ask him. Not Wikipedia, Philippedia. You don't have to know how to fix a machine. You just need to know someone who knows how to fix it. So then Phil asks Kevin. <laughs> so now we've gone third generation. And what Kevin can't fix, and then I ask Ralph. So I'm just surround myself by rev- revelators. I'm just the user. Those boys understand how it works. True? And then they talk to you. Like you're an idiot. Have you noticed that, computer guys? What? Just turn that. It does this. Do that. What? 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 Just press that. That's why you're the revelator. You're the revelator. That's okay. 2 Corinthians 3.15. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. Wow. But when anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. How? Revelation. Revelation. Why would the veil be taken away? Because someone has desire. Someone has desire to want to know what's being said. They hear something, they catch something, and the heart is open, and God says, ah, there's a spirit of truth. They seek me. Right, let's go to him, Holy Ghost, go to him, reveal who I am. Holy Ghost goes, he reveals, and the person says, I accept Jesus Christ as the way, the truth, the life. The grace was given. The faith was given. But he saw there was desire and capacity in his heart. So God gives his grace to those people. Amen? She suffered a hardening of the heart. Wow. Now... In 2 Corinthians, um, sorry, now the, verse 17 of that scripture, sorry. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Why? What's the freedom? Revelation brings freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory. Guess what the revelation is doing now? And are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory. Now the revelation's going deeper. It's taking us deeper. Which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. There's evidence of a person receiving not only revelation but transformation. It takes us deeper. Without revelation there can be no transformation. Without revelation there's just information. We need transformation. 
illumination, inspiration. Wow. This is why we must not just read our Bibles like it's a book with words. We must seriously say, God, if you do not open my eyes, I do not have what it takes to understand you. So, Lord, I come before you. Open the eyes of my heart that I may have understanding. I want to know Jesus Christ and his glorious Father. Give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation that I may know you better. Not know about you, but know you. But Christians are lazy. Have you ever, have you ever met any lazy Christians? I'm sure, you've not, I'm sure you haven't seen them around. I know there's none in here. And I know there's none outside. I've never met a lazy Christian. Yeah, right. Have you ever met an ignorant one? Have you ever met a passive Christian? Really? If you find one, let me know in here. I'll go and help them. <laughs> Some people need a revelation of their own behavior. When you don't see it, but everyone else sees it, do you want a revelation? Do you know what we call it? A blind spot. There you go. Revelation out in the open. When we see what you don't see, it's called your blind spot. And when you see what I don't see, it's called my blind spot. But if you've got revelation and you tell someone and they say, well, thank you for that, for bringing that to my attention. I'm sorry if it's offended you. That's a humble spirit. But if someone says to you, no, I don't. Okay. Once you're blind, you're still blind. Okay. Part with peace. They're not ready to receive it. Sometimes they want the revelation, but they don't like the package. True. But God uses the package to reveal your own heart. Not just to get the revelation. Many, many of us have refused the revelation because we didn't like the package it turned up in. Oh, you fight. For those people who knew this morning, they look at me and they go, who does he think he is? See? See? It's all right. We've all been there. Don't worry. Guess what? I'll be here next week. I don't know if you will. Why? Because it's this revelation that keeps me here. No, I'm not bad. Ask my wife. <laughs> Second thoughts. Don't ask my wife. Oh, I know she loves me. Pretty darling. I have this revelation. So in 2 Timothy, for the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desire. So there, there is a desire. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say that their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth. In other words, they'll turn their ears away from progressive revelation. And turn aside to myths, stories, information. They'll cut themselves off from revelation. Yeah? And turn aside to myths. But you must keep your head. In all situations, if you're Scottish, it'll be keep your heat. In all situations, endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Now, how many of you know we get Sky TV on demand? Yes? We want the, we want the capacity in our homes to download more. Yeah? But how many of you know it takes technology and money? It's called investment. 
Hello, going somewhere now. Investment. You want TV on demand. You want Sky Sports. You want Sky Movies. Some of you may want that. Some of you want to go Freeview. There's a lot of Freeview people in the church. Settle for Freeview quality. When you could have Sky quality. Sky quality is quality. Now, you may not like the program. That's subjective. That's up to you. One likes meat. Another one likes potato. That's immaterial. But you can't moan at what they give you. They give you a good selection. Whether you like it. I mean, it's 100 channels of rubbish. But it's, it's 100 channels of rubbish where you free view. That's like your Aldi TV. That's like your Lidl TV. Now, it's not wrong with Lidl, there's not wrong with Lidl TV if you're a little Lidl person. But I like Sky TV, personally. Some people are always coming to church and wanting to view for free. They will never invest to get more revelation. So let me give you a revelation about your revelation. It's called buying a book. A book? What, what, what do they want them for? You need a revelation. Second step, open the book. Third revelation, read the book. Like when we say to see people, we've got some books here, we think this book's really good. How much is it? Uh, eight nine ten. Oh, flipping heck. Eight ninety nine. But you'll go, you'll go next door and buy paninis, coffee, feed yourself, indulge yourself. Nothing wrong with paninis, nothing wrong with coffee. But guess what? Did that give you revelation? It fed you, you enjoyed it, right. But a book will get, do far more for you if you choose the right book. So you need a revelation on which book you need to buy. So when we say invest in yourself, invest. I want free view. No, it's called pay on demand. If there's a demand, there's a sacrifice. There's a cost. Aldi, Lidl, whatever you want. Upgrade. Come on, upgrade. Mary received a sky broadband upgrade. When Jesus came, when the Holy Ghost came and overshadowed her and told her, Mary, you are with child. This, was, this wasn't free view. This was upgrade. She was getting broadband, what they got, BT Infinity. Is that what they call it? BT Infinity. She was getting the latest, boom. You are heaven's choice. You have been impregnated by the seed of Christ. You're going to carry the Messiah. Wow. Let it be according to your word. Now, did she have capacity? Unlimited capacity to receive the revelation that a virgin woman is pregnant. Wow. She had a revelation. Now, how can this be, Lord? I haven't slept with Joseph. I'm glad you asked. So then the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. He's overshadowed you. And he explains to her how it happens. And her response is, let it be. Fine. The hard drive's ready to go. I'll carry the Messiah. If I'm, if I'm going to be the vehicle, let it be, Lord. But you're going to have to sort this dude out of the side of me. Because he thinks now I've been sleeping around. Don't worry. The same revelation that came to you, Mary, will come to Joseph. So she was on BT Infinity. 
Yeah? She was on BT Infinity. No breaks in the transmission at all. Straight away, she responds. It's downloaded. It's uploaded. Straight away. Heaven, tell heaven, I'm in. That's what she was saying. So then if you go to Luke 1, we see a typical Christian here called Zachariah. Luke 1, chapter 1, verse 11. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right-hand side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw, he was startled and gripped with fear. Now, I think I would be if I'd seen an angel. Okay? But the angel said to him, so the angel now starts dialoguing with him. Don't be afraid, Zach. Your prayer has been heard. So now, what Zechariah thought he had a limited broadband capacity, it actually reached the other side. Now, heavens, come down to let Zachariah know, we've heard your prayer. God Almighty has heard your prayer and now is about to set your wife with child. He's going to be called John the Baptist. He's going to be, he's going to go in the spirit of Elijah. He's going to turn people around to me. He's going to be the forerunner for Jesus Christ. What a revelation. What a revelation. So, you getting this? So then he says this. Don't be afraid, Zach. Your prayer's been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you are to give him the name John. What a revelation. He will give you... He will be a joy and delight to you. That's a nice, nice thing to hear. For any mother. For any father. Your son, your daughter is going to be a joy to you. Now, when my Ben was born, I would have liked that word to have been given to me. <laughs> he's going to be a joy and a delight to you. Now, he is my joy and he's my delight. But I've, if he'd have been my first, he'd have been my last. <laughs> so I would have liked that angel to have turned up. Now, with Scott, Scott's an angel. Scott was easy. But Ben, oh my Lord. So he will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. We haven't got to that place yet, we've been. <laughs> but we're getting, there. we're getting to that place, and everyone's got a Ben. Everyone's got a Ben. But that's going to happen. Everyone will rejoice, I prophesy it. And then go down to verse 18. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? Virus, doubt, doubt. How can I be sure of this? I'm an old Man, so now he's got an opinion of his own physical feature. I'm old. Have you got grey hair? I'm old. So, I'm well on. I'm well along in years. The angel answered. You what? He says, paraphrased, I'm flipping Gabriel. I'm Gabriel. Sorry. I've just come from heaven on assignment to tell you. It's almost like, duh, do you not understand who stood in front of you? Do you not understand that we see the physical limitations of your earthly structure? And yet I'm telling you, your wife is going to have a child. But no, Zach, you know more. You've got this revelation that we can't do this. Go and talk to Mary. The same spirit that's enabled Mary... Is the same spirit that's enabling you. The Lord giveth, but you must maketh. So you and your wife, get busy. 
Is, this too, is that a too deep of a revelation, that? Get busy. So, I've been here. I am standing, I stand in the presence of God. Revelation. Wow. That's, that'd be enough to say, Tony, this is a good place to shut up. Don't say any more. You're God, me man. You created me. Me didn't create you. Okay, shut up. Don't say nothing. But no, he goes on. He goes on. And now, he says, I've come, I've been sent here to speak to you and tell you the good news, this good news. And now you, you nutter, you're now going to be kept silent and you cannot announce the news that should be your joy. It should be your privilege, your joy to announce what I've just done. But now you're going to be struck dumb and you're not going to be able to have a prophetic voice and reveal the revelation. So now he's been stopped from speaking the revelation. Wow. Wow. Now when, fast forward in the story, when Elizabeth finally, uh, when John's born, sorry, Elizabeth finally conceives, she goes to Mary and she concurs. And she says to Mary, blessed are you. All women are going to be blessed because of you. And she starts to prophesy. But Zach should have had a great opportunity to tell the world, hey, I'm old in age. But look what God's done. He's going to, hey, honey, I've got good news and bad news. Good news is you and I are going to merge. The bad news is you're going to be with child. True, this is what's happening. Is this too deep for you? I'm not able to speak until the day this happens. What was the revelation that John was given? John was given the word of God and Jesus Christ about what is to come. John is found speaking ahead of time so we can embrace it. But this guy can't speak what's about to come. Think of it. One gets a future, two different Johns by the way. One gets a revelation of what's to come and begins to speak. That's how you and I know the book of Revelation. The other, Zechariah, could not speak about what's about to come. So he stopped from speaking what is happening. That, my friend, is what we want to avoid at all cost. We want to be a prophetic people. So that we can see what God is saying. But we must have desire. We must have capacity. We must have obedience. We must have willingness to become a voice. Some of you, some, hear what I'm saying. My heart is this. Some of you have never, ever been a voice. Oh, you've got ears. But you've never, ever been a true prophetic voice. Emphasis on the prophetic voice. Seeing what is about to happen and speaking into it before it happens. Going up to somebody and saying, I believe the Lord is showing me this. And become a now revealing word to somebody. Some of you have never gone to that level. You need a revelation. You say, I'm too old. I can't do it. I've never done it. Listen, if you can't do it, you'll never do it. But if you allow someone to teach you how to do it, you can do it. I wish that you should all prophesy. So whose revelation are you going to work with? Are you going to be like Zachariah and say, we're too old, we can't do it? 
and well on in years, eight, eight years has got nothing to do with it. It's called desire. Well, let's just finish this thing. You need a revelation of Jesus Christ and you need a revelation of his church. You need a revelation of Jesus Christ and you need a revelation of his church. The two are inseparable. Jesus Christ, his father, his now coming kingdom. We are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are receiving a church that needs revelation. The church that Jesus Christ started is not the church we've got today. But we will have the church he started when he comes back. So we must labor in the technologies to labor alongside him so he can build that church through us. God started the church the way he wanted it. And now he wants it the way he started it. God started the church the way he wanted it. And now he wants it the way he started it. This is what we must labor with Christ so we can see him build that through our lives. We are not the builders. We are not the architects. We are the co-laborers. Christ works through us. He's making his appeal through us. That's why we're his ambassadors. Amen? So when Matthew, in Matthew 16, Jesus and Peter... Now, I've skipped a few scriptures out here for time's sake. I'm still going on this whole thing about re uh, revelation is progressive and it's instant. The disciples had a progressive revelation. Hello? They had a progressive revelation. They did not get a full download. That gives me great hope, church, that if they have a progressive revelation, so are you. And me can have a progressive revelation. The same, listen, the same Jesus that called them from the fisherman trade... They got a revelation to follow him, but they didn't get a revelation of who he was. And later, you see all the way through the New Testament, through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Do you still not understand? 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 It's progressive. Every time Jesus was talking about something, they would twist it and turn it another way. Do you understand? Other times he'd be coming down a mountain. We'll talk amongst ourselves. Jesus says, I know what you're talking about. Why don't you still understand? He takes some of the dudes up there on the Mount Transfiguration. They freak out. So it's all progressive. But the thing is, they stayed with him. They walked with him. And because they walked with him and they stayed with him, he kept speaking to them. He kept speaking to them. So here we find in this scripture... In Matthew 16, 13, I'll finish with this scripture. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? Now, he asked them a question because he knew at this point, they all had different, part, different revelations. They'd all downloaded certain aspects of Jesus, but they didn't see it all. And they replied, some say John the Baptist. Oh, okay. Some say I'm John the Baptist. Others say you're Elijah. Another say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Four different perspectives. Four different opinions. But let's get to the point. Who do you say I am? 
So you stand before the heavens tomorrow. And it's like you're praying, you're praying and praying. And it's almost like God says, he puts you, he goes, stop, puts you on pause. Stop. Who do you think you're praying to? Well, uh, I'm praying to you, Lord. Okay. Listen to yourself. What are you saying? You talk to me like you don't know me. You talk to me like I'm never going to come through for you. You talk to me like I'm a complete stranger. And God will, if you allow God, he will address you in the middle of your prayer. He's done it with me many times. Tony, stop. I'm doing this. I'm going to say this now for your benefit, he's saying. Tony, it's not helping me. Right, Lord, teach me how to pray. That's a better prayer. I like that prayer, Tony. Right, go on, carry on. Our Father. Our Father. Oh, my, my Father. That's, that's it. I like it. I like the fact that I'm your Father now. Now, just a minute ago, I'm everyone's Father, but now I'm your Father. So now, oh, uh, hallowed be That's right. Hallowed be my name. Just stop there. Think about hallowed be my name. Your kingdom. That's, now, what kind of kingdom do you want to come? Well, Lord, I want the kingdom when you're in it. Okay. But really, what my kingdom. Sorry, I can't. Your kingdom's not coming. My kingdom's coming. You need a revelation of what kingdom you're asking for. And in this kingdom, who's the Lord? Who's the king in the kingdom? Are you the king in your kingdom? Or is he the king in his kingdom? That's why we write a song. He's the kingdom king. We are sons. He is the king. We're sons of the king. Daughters of the king. Okay, carry on praying. Well, uh, not my will be done. Not your will be done. All I've heard for the last 16 years is your will. And this is, if you allow God to shape you in your prayer and give me a revelation, your prayers will get answered a lot quicker. The reason why you don't get answers is because you ask wrong. You use scripture the way you understand it, not the way it's meant to be understood. Now, when you understand what's written and you pray accurately, ask anything in my name and it shall be given. Up to this point, you've not asked or used my name, so you need a revelation of his name. What does that name give to you? What does it open up to you? We'll talk to you about that name. You need a revelation. It's going to shape your life. See, when I was in, when I was in my old church, I could never call Jesus Jesus. It was too intimate. It was the Lord. The Lord. And I'm talking, and when people around me was called Jesus, I kept thinking, this is too emotional for me. This Jesus. It's like calling, it's like calling your wife darling. Rather than just calling Carol, Sister Carol. Can you imagine if you married Sister Carol? You know? That, uh, Sister Carol, can we have our lunch tonight? Uh, uh, would you like to go out, Sister Carol? It's your wife. It should be, honey, sweetheart, baby doll. Six to sister. <laughs> oh, no, we have our own little, I'm sure everyone else does. But for the Iranians, it'd be Azizam. So the issue is, is, you can't talk to God like he's not in the room or he's not your father. You talk to God like he's your dad. Well, he is your dad. 
Father, Father, Dad. And he loves that when you talk to him like that. And then he says, Simon Peter answered, you're the Christ. Whoa, revelation. No one's ever called me the Christ. What did he just say, Peter said? What did he just say? What did he just say? But what about you, he asked. What do you say, I'm? Simon Peter went, gulp. You're the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter's thinking, keep speaking, keep speaking. Don't stop now, I'm on a roll. But my father, in, and then he says, for it was, it, this was not revealed to you by man. Paul says, I didn't receive this revelation by natural man. I gave it and received it. I received it from Christ. Peter's now entering the same journey. But Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but my father in heaven. So now he's got a revelation of him and his father. A whammy. And I tell you that, Peter, and on this rock, I'll build my church. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Church? What's church? I've just got a revelation. You asked me a question, and now I've got a revelation of you, your father, and a church. And now I'm going to be a rock. And now you're going to give me keys. Always be careful before answering what God asked you. When God says to me, Tony, you're praying for the wrong thing. Why don't you ask me what kind of man the city needs? I knew he was setting me up. I knew he was setting me up. And I wouldn't talk to him on the subject for two weeks. Seriously. I thought I was smart enough to know this is going to cost me. And then it's like, now he starts revealing those things. And you're thinking, oh my Lord. When he asks you a question, you better think before you stink. So then he says, I tell you, Peter, you're on, Peter, and on this rock, I'll build the kingdom of heaven. So now we've gone from father, son, church, kingdom. Kingdom. Of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean binding? Do you know, it's amazing. We know how to bind, but we haven't learned what to loose. We still haven't learned what, to be, what is to be loose on, from heaven down on the earth. That's a revelation we need. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. I tell you, that revel- if you did not have capacity for that revelation, you were finished. If you did not have desire, internal capacity, stretch. You know, in Isaiah, it talks about stretch forth your tent curtains. Lift your pegs. Let God stretch you wide. Why? Because he wants to make his home. He wants more room. He wants to give us revelations, church, that will shape our lives. He wants to give us this revelation. Do you want it? And here's the revelation, thou art. What does that mean? It means, did I put it up there? Yeah. Thou art. Revealing is the ever-present God. Thou art means he is the ever-present living God. The Christ. Revealing he is. And was the perfect sacrifice to be offered and accepted. This is what this revelation means. The son. This is what Peter said. Thou art the Christ, the son, the living and the God. 
That's the literal translation. But we just read it very quick. Oh, you are. We just read it like uh, uh, the son of the living God. We just read it like that, the son of the living God. No, no, no. The literal translation is thou art the Christ, the son, the living, the God. This boy was very clear with his revelation. So the son means revealing him as a perfect model. He is the model of righteousness and he is the representation of his father. What does the living mean? It means apart from him, there is no life. The God revealing is the absolute authority and power, not only in this age, but in the one to come. Now, wouldn't you have liked that revelation? You and I still need this revelation. True? Matthew 13, 10. I was going to make that last scripture, but it's too good to let go. Give me a second. Matthew 13, 10. The secrets of the kingdom have been given to you. This is, the, this is the fact. This is the revelation that God wants to make known to you. The secrets of the kingdom have been made known to you. And they are being revealed to us. The disciples came to him and asked, what do you speak? Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will, be, he will have an abundance. What, whatever, sorry, whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will ever be hearing, but never understanding. You will hardly hear, they will hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn. And I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. But God, after despite hearing all that, God has given this revelation to you, to those who seek it. Seek First, the kingdom of God. Why would he ask us to seek it first if he's not revealed, if he's not going to reveal the secrets of it? Come on. Why would he say seek first if there was no revelation to be gained from seeking it? This is why we must pursue the revealer. Christ, I should say, the Holy Ghost is the revelator. He will take from the Father and he will make known to you. And as you stand there, you say, Lord, Holy Ghost, set it in my heart. Let's stand to our feet. Ooh. Let's lift up our hands to the Lord. Do we have any Zacharias in here this morning? Or do we have any Peters? Ask yourself, have I been the Zachariah? Do I look at my natural circumstances? 
Do I look at what's not happened? Do I look at my own history? And now I'm, I let my future be dictated by my past. Or am I going to be willing enough to step in the place of Peter? Peter was, Peter was a character. Always getting himself in trouble. Putting his mouth where it was not wanted. But God loved him. And gave him revelation after revelation. No one other than Paul. Out of all the apostles and disciples. Had a revelation like these two guys. Peter and Paul. Wow. What a revelation. And obviously John. When you look at in the book of Revelation. But Peter and Paul are two powerful, powerful revelations. God wants that revelation that these guys spoke. He wants you to carry. He's not going to give you the same revelation he gave to them. They've made it known so that you can know it. They spoke it so that you may carry it. Now it has to come to you through revelation. By the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, so that Christ and his testimony and his father and the coming kingdom can be established in your life. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added. There's the promise right now. Seek it first. And God will give it to us. This is the confidence that we have. That if we ask for anything in his name, he will hear from heaven and set it in our hearts when we ask accurately so right now why don't you raise your hands to heaven and say father i need this truth increase my capacity give me desire stretch my curtains wide let me know let me see let me enter in the joy that you have set before me lord let me go from glory to glory I refuse to be contained I refuse to be limited in this one dimension of revelation and understanding that I have Lord it's time for me to grow instead of me knowing it's time for me to grow with what I know and in what I know Holy Ghost set me set me set your truth in my heart give me an undivided heart that i may fear your name i need a revelation of thou art the christ the living the son the god his kingdom in my life come on church talk to him activate your heart this morning just speak with him on a natural level let god measure your intensity this morning if there's no desire to pray this morning, then fine. Then we'll just go home. There's no desire. But God is now, you've heard all that's been said this morning to this point. This is the point when you now get your, your upgrade and you download. It's the, this is the time to measure your intensity in your heart. Is there desire? Then your mouth should echo what your heart is in your heart. You know, if we sang a song right now, every mouth would, would join in. But we ask to pray for something, we all go quiet. God is now measuring our hearts. Is there desire in this room? 
is the desire. Oh, mighty God. I'm not stopping, church. I'm, I'm, we're at a place here right now in the Holy Ghost. I'm not labored for an hour this morning just to say goodbye, see you next week, Lord bless you. No, no, no. I've labored for this moment. If there's no desire, fine. But if there is desire, let heaven hear it this morning. Oh, let, your, let each heart be voiced before heaven this morning. Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Set your truth inside of me, oh God. Oh, inside my brothers and my sisters this morning. Holy Ghost, give us your desire. Give us the intensity of the Spirit. Shape our lives. Shape our lives by your words. Shape our lives by your truth. Oh, Holy Ghost, we want more of you. We, we desire to know more of Christ. Oh, Father, we don't just want to hear about you. We want to know you. We want to know you, oh God. We sang it this morning. We want to know you. You're my one desire. I give you my worship. All of my passion. Here I will bow down and say that I love you. Oh, how I love you. We sang that church this morning. We heard the God who said that he saw us from our birth. He's the God that carried us. He's the God who said he will sustain us. He's the God who, 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 who spoke us into being. We read it from Isaiah 46. Oh, mighty God. This is the God. Let's be like Mary. Let's be like Mary and get that, that download speed going. Oh, Lord, let it be according to your word. Oh, Father. Mighty God. Mighty God. You know, the Bible says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst, for they will be filled. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Walk out being blessed tonight. Walk out being blessed. Oh, once I was blind, but now I can see. Once I didn't know, but now I know. Once I was ignorant, but now I'm informed. Once I couldn't touch, but now I can touch. Lord, I don't want to have a hard heart like, you, like some of the, the, the Jews. Lord, I don't want a veil over my eyes. I want it to be lifted. I want the veil. I don't want a hard heart. I want a soft heart. I want capacity. I want upgrade. I want desire, oh God, to flow. Flow like a river in my heart. Lord, let the river flow into my life. Upgrade me. Get your head out of the way and just speak. Let the eyes of your heart speak this morning. It's not about your head. It's about your spirit being impacted. Your spirit can carry more than your head can understand. Oh, mighty God. Mighty God. I hear the Lord saying, make room. Make room. Make room for me. Make room for me. Oh, when John the Baptist came. Listen, listen here. The word of the Lord coming to me now. When John the Baptist came, he came proclaiming. He was telling the generation, make room for what is about to come on the earth. Make room for what's about to be proclaimed in your midst. Make room. And many resisted. Many came out to see. Many came out to listen. But they still rejected what John was speaking about. And because of that, a whole generation was lost. But God says, I do not want you to be lost. Make room this morning. Make room for what is about to take place in your life. Make room. Before these things happen, I announce them to you. 
so that you can step in and be ahead of the game. I want to give you leverage. I want to give you space. I want to give you a good land, but I can't until you upgrade and make room. Make room in your heart today. Bring your selfish ways to an end. Bring stubbornness to an end. Bring disobedience to an end. Make room, says the Lord. I'm preparing a way in your heart. If you can give me the room, the revelation is not a problem. I have more of a problem with your heart, says the Lord, than I ever do with your spirit. I am the God that heals you. But because... You've not made room. You will not receive that revelation. God is the God that heals you. But you have not yet received that revelation. You've heard about it. You see others. But you, it has not yet entered into your heart. Those things that are about to enter into the heart of man have never been uttered on the earth before. But the Lord is giving you the secrets, the kingdom, The secrets of the kingdom. Because he wants you to receive his kingdom. So seek first his kingdom today. Oh, go on church. Ask for this kingdom. Ask this kingdom. There are things that are spoken that no other can understand. But God wants you to understand. Oh, mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. I just really sense this in the, in the spirit right now. The Lord is saying, for some of you, you will not make room. You will not make more room for me in your heart. But for others, there's desire. For the Lord will come to those with desire. Those with capacity. The Lord will visit. The Lord will come. The Lord will install. The Lord will, the Lord will upgrade in present truth. Progressive truth. But many want to receive this revelation and still carry on living the same way. You want it in your environment. You want it in your circumstances. Your containers. The Lord says, no, come out. Come out today. I sent a man into the wilderness to bring a people out the wilderness. Now the word of the Lord has come to you in your wilderness. And the word is saying, come out of the wilderness. Come out of your situation. Come out of your limitation. Come out of your containment. Come out of your your stubbornness. Come out of your pride. Come out of your wayward ways. Come out of your sin. Come out of your sickness. Make room. The voice is coming in the wilderness, into your wilderness, to bring you out. The everlasting arms of the Lord will carry you out of the wilderness. If you give him your heart, he will sustain you. He will carry you. But he will not break and violate your will. Oh, mighty God. Mighty God. Is there anybody there this morning who will come out the wilderness? Is there anybody who will make room in their hearts this morning? Make room, make room. Church, we're in a moment right now of doing business with with God. We could easily close and run off. But this is a moment to let... God, do his work in our hearts. You've listened to me gracefully for the duration I've been speaking. But now let God seal his work in your heart. Very often you listen and you run off. And don't give the Holy Ghost time to seal his work. Don't be quick to move. Let his revelation hit you. Oh, mighty God. Mighty God. Desire him, desire him, desire him. 
Oh, desire him this morning, loved ones. Desire him. I want to know you. That, let that be your anthem. I want to know you. You're my one desire. I give you my worship, all of my devotion. Here I will bow down and say that I love you. Oh, how I love you. Oh, how I love you. Oh, how I need you. I stand before you. Oh, mighty God. Awed by your majesty. Oh, mighty God. I want to know you. Oh, my Lord. You're my one desire. I give you my worship, Lord. All our devotion. Here I will bow down. And say that I love you. Oh, how 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 I love you. Yes, Lord. I love you, Lord. Almighty God. Praise you. Praise you. Mighty God. Mighty God. Pure revelation that shapes our lives. Mighty God. Mm. Mighty God. She Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Aubrey, where's Aubrey? Is he still here? Aubrey, I sense the Lord is saying to you, I see the picture of the grave and the tombstone and everything inside the tomb was neatly folded. But there was nothing there. So there appeared an order. But there was nothing there. And the Lord is saying, I'm about to roll your stone away. I'm about to reveal what you think is order. So that you can come into order. You're meticulous. You fold. You try to do things right. And the Lord is saying, unless... The stone is rolled away. You'll continue doing those things that are right, that you feel are right. But I've come to not only roll the stone away so that new light can come in. A new life can come in. And you'll, you'll move out of that place. And others will come looking for you, Aubrey, and they'll say, where is he? And the vo- I hear the Lord saying, because you've risen from the dead. You will not be in that place any longer. You have come to a new place. The Lord says, let me roll the stone away this day. What you feel is deep and tidy and well-ordered. The Lord says, I see it, but I've come to roll a stone of approach away. So you can come out a new light today. He says, embrace it, son. Don't fight it. Embrace it. Don't fight it. I am your father. I've spoken into your secret place. I've exposed you, not to shame you, because I love you. I'm about to take you from a place of darkness into a place of light. Others will come looking in that place of darkness, 
But the words are, he has risen. He has risen. And God has taken you and will take you from one place to another. One degree of glory to another. You will no longer live in that place. God is about to move on your life, my friend. Make room for him today. Come on, church, stay in the spirit. Stay in the spirit. You see, it's so easy just to rush out and go in cafe-wise. No, I know we're in a moment here. Stay, stay in this place. Oh, mighty God. Mighty God. The prophetic word comes because the audible word has been labored. The ground has been sowed into. The seed in the ground. So now the word can come because God knows the heart that's ready to receive it. Don't let that word choke you, my friend. Aubrey, don't let that word choke you. Don't let the worries of this world choke you. How will that be, Lord? He said it to you. All you need to say is, let it be according to your word. I will work with you, O God. Don't worry how it will be. Don't worry what you can't see. That's not the issue of the word. The word is higher than your circumstance. Almighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Oh, mighty Father. There's a desire in here. The older generation, those over 60. Are you ready to have your temp pegs? Ripped up from the ground. Are you ready for God to just take a step to the left or a step to the right? And one step with God can be, it's unmeasurable. And let him drive that stake so he can stretch your capacity. Older folks, are you willing to allow the Holy Ghost to do that work in you, that revelation? Come on, let's hear I'm asking the older folks, those 60 and upwards, gray hair, brown hair, black hair, no hair, it doesn't matter. The Lord is asking. The Lord is asking. The Lord is asking. The Lord is asking, is there a willingness in the older generation? Can I use the older generation? This revelation is not to the young, it's for all my people. It's not to one section, it's not to one sex, it's not to one culture, it's to the church. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ, the word of God, Jesus Christ, the Father and the coming kingdom. Oh, mighty God. Oh, those older folks. Raise your voice. Let heaven know. Let heaven know. Let heaven know. Oh, mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. David, a couple of months ago, I spoke to you about a new coat. And I said to you, the Lord, he gave me some understanding. And I won't say too much, but I will say this to you. The way you were fathered has been exemplary. But every now and then, a challenge will come across your life which will require a different level of fathering. When you raise your own children, you, they buy into your character, you set the standards, and that's it. Then your children are off the hand, but you have entered into an arena where different children come across your path. 
And each child requires something unique. And though you have operated in the principles of fathering, each child has needed something slightly different. And you supplied what each child has come. But then you hit a brick wall. One came along and, and you struggled. And everything that had worked up to this part far was now being challenged. And the Lord says the coat was coming to you to teach you and to give you a grace to show you that there's different levels of fathering. And the grace, it's a grace coat. It's not a knowledge coat. It's a grace. Lord is giving you wisdom of how to meet the needs of another generation. Of how to father another generation when they come across your path. Because they've never seen this kind of fathering. And the Lord is giving you an upgrade in your fathering technologies. So that you can stay ahead of the game. You've got leverage in you. You've got years in you. But the Lord said, that's fine. That's on a natural level. But I'm giving you a spiritual upgrade. So you can be a voice to a generation. And your and fathering technologies has raised your own son and daughter. But what you need for the, for the up and coming generation, it's not been seen before. But you need to set it in place. And the Lord is given to you. So you'll be able to say, that which I've received from heaven, I now pass on to you. It is a generational grace that the Lord is setting in this coat. It's coming upon you. As the head of the house. But it comes upon you and Veronica. But God always speaks the headship first. That's the, way he, that's the way he speaks. But though it involves you. He speaks to you. Because the word's coming to you. So from this grace. You enter into this grace as a couple. So that Veronica carries a measure of what you carry. But she's a mother but you're a father. And Father has the authority to set things in order. And this is the grace that God's given to you. Grace upon grace. So when you're struggling with that other generation, know that that generation is looking for every reason to disconnect. Because that's the pattern that's been sown into that generation. But the Lord is giving you a spirit to hold the house together. So though they push, they will not be able to break away. This is the grace I feel the Lord's giving to you. Oh, mighty God. Come on, church. Just raise those holy hands for a couple of minutes. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Is there still desire in this room from the older ones? Oh, my God, let the voice of a generation rise this morning. Father, I ask, oh, God, that you grant this generation revelation. Revelation of Christ, the word of God, Christ, his father, the coming kingdom, the church, their role within the church. Let them see as they've never seen before. Let them receive this kingdom afresh. Give them a fresh portion to receive the kingdom in a fresh living way than they've ever seen it before. Thou art the Christ. Thou art the living. Thou art the son. 
Thou art the God. And on these people, you can build your church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against them. Oh, Father, right now, right now, right now, we, we prevail. We prevail against the kingdom of darkness. We stand against the kingdom of darkness. In Jesus' holy name. In Jesus' holy name. Come on, let's give the Lord a standing ovation.